Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Monday's interview with Ari Satok, who is an author and a poet who's written a book for college students about the college experience and life after college and what that looks like and, and some of the things that students and young adults go through. Joining me back in the studio today to discuss the interview are my friends and fellow leaders, Molly Bowser and Zeke Friedemann. What did y'all think about the interview? I thought it was great. I did not do the college experience, but I definitely related on the young adult first couple of years out on your own, fully self-sufficient, still struggling though. One big thing that stood out to me was that all pursuits should be done with persistence and courage. I, I loved that that permeated everything that he said. Zeke, what'd you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was very similar, was really applicable to me with where I'm at. Um, I'm graduating college next year. So just some of the things he talks about with the struggles of college. Um, one of the poems he read at the end discussing being an adult, moving into that phase of life. That was all really helpful for me. Um, I also really appreciated his humility. I mean, especially with some of his work being noticed at this age is pretty successful. So just the humility he had, and he seems to be deeply rooted in that. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I was really glad that he shared some of his poems with us because it's not really the best podcast to talk about poetry and to not actually listen to it. It's it's helpful to be able to hear it and to get a feel for it. For sure. So So one of the things that... Ari talked about was how a couple key things in his life unfolded unexpectedly. When he was writing one of his books, The Architects of Hope, he had originally planned on that being a storytelling project where he would record people's stories and, and turn it into an audio project. But he ended up turning it into a book of poems. And he also talked about how in, in college he went to what he thought was a journalism class, ended up being an audio storytelling class, and that kind of changed the trajectory of his life in a significant way. So have there been things in your life that have unfolded unexpectedly that led to good things down the road? So this is kind of a weird thing, I guess, to say, but a friendship turned into leadership in an organization. And it, was, it wasn't something I was seeking out. It was just, hey, we're friends. Let's do this thing together. And then all of a sudden, I'm a co-leader. And that's just, it's insane. It's awesome. But it's insane that a friendship turned into, hey, we're going to do some really crazy stuff. And you're probably going to hate yourself for about a year. But you're yeah. going to do it anyway. Sure. Yeah. I I play round net, which is a yard game turned into a sport pretty competitively, which seems pretty small. But people travel every weekend around the U.S. to tournaments and fly around and stuff. So it's for for a hobby it's pretty significant and i just started playing that at school with guys on the green at college and then over a couple of years that turned into a pretty significant way i spend my time and, and travel around and all of that 
Yeah, you've gotten ranked too, right? Yeah, I have. 19 in the Southeast right now. Oh. So, so yeah, I, I think for me, one of the things that comes to mind initially was, and I, I don't want to talk about this too often, but I had not really planned on ever teaching. And I ended up just a few months before I graduated, finding out this opportunity to teach in Honduras. And it was totally, totally unexpected, but it, it ended up being three years of a time where I learned a whole lot and had a lot of really great experiences that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Uh, Something that Ari talked a lot about was how he teaches senior citizens and how there is wisdom all around us, but we're not taking advantage of it. And uh, we as leaders, we do not know everything. Sometimes we would like to think that. I mean, everybody has a little bit of pride in them and we're like, "Ah, I got this. It's fine. But something that struck me is how do we as leaders take advantage of the wisdom around us? That's a great question. First of all, and it's probably super obvious, but if you never ask, then you're never going to find out, right? But we also sometimes may find ourselves in situations where if we silo ourselves off either to people who are only interested in the things that we're interested in or who are only the same age as we are, then we don't have access to that stuff nearly as much. So if you if you want to gain the wisdom and insight of people who are older than you or different than you, then probably the best thing to do is just find ways to spend time around people who are like that. Yeah. I think, I think for that one is, is just being willing to dig deeper down the road in a leadership position. So I think a lot of times when people put the work in is, I mean, in college, a lot of people are working specifically to do a certain job after they graduate, they're pushing themselves, they're growing. I think once people get into leadership positions, it's hit or miss whether they continue to dig deeper, hmm. um, continue to read, to learn, and all of that. So it's 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 interesting to see whether or not people end up, after they're in a position for a significant amount of time, continue to push themselves to try to grow and learn. Yeah, so I guess a follow-up to that is, have you actually ever taken the time and gone in a direction where you can get to know someone who's different than you? I have almost unintentionally, but it ended up being a really good thing. My college roommate, we I went in with a random um, roommate assignment, and we we got paired together freshman year, and we're pretty different in a lot of ways, especially in how we think about things, some of our views, and that's been a really great experience for me. We've we've been rooming now for three years, and we'll room together next year. So just having that relationship where you're around someone who has a lot of different views, will argue, sometimes will jokingly argue, but a lot of a lot of back and forth, new ideas, getting to see someone else's perspective has been really beneficial for me. I wouldn't say all the time that my perspectives have changed a lot or my opinions haven't changed, and sometimes they have, but just being able to hear another side of things from someone has been really beneficial, so... Absolutely. Molly, does anything come to mind for you? Yeah, I'm part of a small group that just started getting together to discuss some stuff. And I intentionally chose a group where they're married and they're also 30 years older than I am. And I love it. I think it's great. I tease them, but um, we get along because I'm like the young idiot who's asking a lot of questions. But they have so much wisdom. And I told them, I was like, listen, you guys, you say you don't have anything to offer me. And that's fine. But you do purely based on the fact that you've lived 30 years longer than I am. 
Yeah. When I was in college, I had an opportunity to get to know a number of people that were pretty different than me. And I love it because like you were saying, Zeke, there are so many opportunities for your own views to be critiqued and for new ideas to be introduced to you. And sometimes they just encourage you that your current views are pretty solid, but sometimes it helps you to see that there are some other ways of looking at the world. Yeah. And I will say that uh, a number of my, my friends did a lot of art stuff and that's a world that I'm not talented in at all but it was really great to be around that culture and just kind of look at a different way of of viewing life yeah to that point i would just say it's incredible how good college is at allowing you to to have those experiences so with with that relationship with my roommate but a ton of others and just through classes and different things getting those opinions different viewpoints different perspectives has been Something you don't have to try super hard at, to to attain at college. It's just that you're going to be around different opinions. You're going to hear them. You're going to be exposed to different ideas. So college especially has been really beneficial in that. And in college, this is once again, this is the college series. So so if you're a college student, take note. College is a great place for you to do this. You're going to find people that reinforce your own views, but you're going to find tons of people that that will help you to think in new and different ways, whether in classes or just with, with friends, people in the community. My question is, when you have gotten to know people who think differently than you, how have you done that? How have you approached that? Like, what what have you done to put yourselves in those situations? Zeke, for you in college, Molly, for you, either in the business world or just in your social circles? So some of it happens just very naturally and unintentionally just as you are around people. I mean, you're going to be around people that have different views. But I think some of it also does happen taking the next step of being willing to talk about things not it not being a huge deal to disagree about things a lot of the conversations i've i've had have taken place in my dorm room with a group of guys and just being pretty comfortable with each other to be able to talk about um, some things that you disagree on is is really crucial in my opinion so i think some of it does happen naturally but i think some of it also is you have to be willing to step into conversations and for some people that are more on the argumentative side that's not a hard thing but for others you have to be able to put yourself out there in the sense that you know that this view or opinion is going to clash with someone else's, but you're still willing to go there. I'm consistently surrounded by weirdos, like just weirdos. I'm weird too, but I'm on why. the, <laughs> I'm a weirdo, but I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. It feels like when I'm, I'm hanging out with people, they're always super different than I am. And that's a good, healthy thing. I have such a hard time with it though. I mean, being totally honest. Can you imagine when they all get together without you? We hang around this weirdo. <laughs> yeah, they're all talking about me, but I, I find it really difficult. I have to be so intentional to, in the business world and in my leadership position, I have to be so intentional to draw out the harder questions. Like Zeke says, it comes out naturally, but for me, it does not come out naturally at all. I'm like, okay, everybody, it's happiness and rainbows and butterflies. Like I just like avoid hard things, apparently. But because of that, I'm often like, ignoring the fact that people are different we have different perspectives and i might be able to learn from their different perspective yeah it's really easy for me to assume that everyone has a pretty similar personality to me i know that everyone doesn't have the same views as i have but it's an easy default for a lot of people to just assume that people are like you and to view the world in a similar way and that's just not true yeah one of the things that i found so helpful when i'm around people that disagree with me 
to keep it from becoming those arguments and debates that are maybe beneficial on an intellectual level, but don't actually help you to uh, move forward in a friendship or change people's minds. A tool that I found super helpful that I would recommend to listeners is when you're sitting across the table from someone and you disagree on a topic is to ask them, what do you fear about my belief? What are the negative implications about what I believe? And then you can share the same for them. And all of a sudden, instead of arguing those, those weary trails that you've heard argued by people before you and that you yourself have argued, all of a sudden, you can really get to the heart of the issue that each of you have instead of just toeing the party line. So I'd highly recommend that if you ever find yourself in a just disagreement with someone and have the opportunity to actually talk with them, start off the conversation by saying, what makes you nervous about what I believe? And then you tell them what makes you nervous about what they believe. You might find out that what you think they believe is not what they actually believe. You may be putting something onto them that they don't actually believe. That's a beneficial tool I'd highly recommend for college students and really anyone that disagrees with people at any point in life. Yeah, and I think that ties in a little bit with um, something that Ari said, which is do all work with kindness and compassion. But that element of approaching those conversations and those topics with kindness with compassion and having that humility in those conversations um, and discussions, I think is really important. I can say that I got to my college, I got to the end of my college experience and there were a lot of people that I hadn't gotten to know and some people that I kind of had assumed some things about that honestly, they were great people. And for whatever reason, and part of it just because I'm busy and I have my own friends, but I could have gotten to know these people and I just never took the time to really hear about their lives. And one of the things Ari had talked about is that stories, people's stories can help to break down prejudices. And I think there's there's a lot to that. Just sitting down with someone and hearing about who they are and what they've been through can help you to understand them a whole lot better and to have empathy for them. And maybe that can turn into a great friendship down the road. Yeah, kind of to that point, at the beginning of the uh, interview, when he talked about the class that he accidentally showed up for, um, in the interviews that he did, I think I believe one was in the in the classroom and then one was outside the classroom that kind of helped him to see that there's so much deeper to know about people. There's so um, so many things you can learn that you maybe you thought you knew this person, but you really um, didn't know them as well as you thought. I'm, I'm curious what you guys think about how you can how you can establish that sort of curiosity and, and getting to know people that way just with normal relationship dynamics so obviously in that scenario he was being a reporter um, an interviewer himself but just in relationship with other people how do you reach that level of getting to know people I have recently started asking really bizarre questions um, to like three or four people at a time like really just like okay so if you had to go on vacation today for a week who would you take and why like, why would you take them? And like, where would you go to? And I, I just like, okay, so if you won a million dollars, you couldn't donate it. Like, I just, I come up with like the stupidest questions, but I just find it so interesting because I love, so Ari said, be relentlessly curious. And I love that. And I try to do that with relationships, even though I avoid hard conversations. I love getting to know people's stories. And recently I've just really started like diving into that a little bit deeper and just, hey, intentionally, I'm going to ask you a bizarre question to get your perspective, even if it's stupid. And we're going to argue about it probably because why would you spend a million dollars on a house and a car? 
like you could go on a vacation. So like we're going to argue about silly things. That's but an expensive vacation right That's there. an expensive vacation, but you had a week to spend it. So I mean like <laughs> it's just I love getting to know people from a really odd perspective. Hey, what do you think about this? It's silly, I know, but we're getting to know each other and we're getting to know how the other person will respond and even a little bit of insight into how they think. And I, I really like that. Yeah, asking questions is just so important. And I, I totally agree with you, Molly. Asking dumb questions is a great way to just help people feel comfortable and to start smiling and opening up. And then from there, you can go deeper, kind of ambush them with dumb questions. <laughs> <laughs> but also, my senior year of high school, my dad decided to... I can't remember if we de- developed these questions together or if I developed them on my own. I think he probably had a hand in it, but I took these questions and I would I would ask them to well-known figures in our area, basically go interview people on their thoughts and experiences, you know, recommendations that they had, books they've read. And it was people, you know, talking on the political spectrum, conservative to liberal, people with experience who had something so, something to share. And that was really beneficial. In that process, one of the things that he said is to ask consequential questions, which is just kind of fun to say. Ask consequential questions. It's, it's, it's something that is important to remember because dumb questions have their place. But we have to get beyond that at some point to really ask about yeah. stuff that matters and, and really get into things that may not be as comfortable. But once you've built some trust, which sometimes you have to start off shallow, once you build some trust, you can really go deep with people and learn a lot and hopefully teach them some along the way as well. That makes me think of uh, something that came up that Ari had said about asking yourself a question. And it made me wonder, do we as people, do we as leaders, do we as students ask of ourselves, am I holding myself back from my full potential? Do you think you guys ask that of yourselves or do you ask that of others even? I think that question more or less is a natural curiosity that I have about myself in general. I, I think, I, I, as I'm thinking about it, I think more or less I, I ask that question of myself naturally and kind of am curious about whether or not I'm living into what I need to be living into. But I don't think I spend a lot of time specifically maybe putting steps out to say, how could I be doing better in this area or how could I be pushing myself further? So I think more or less it's a natural part for me to, to ask that of myself, but not necessarily really spend time thinking that thinking of the thoughts about how can I, how can I really do this better? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Like Zeke, that is always a question in my mind and I wouldn't be at all surprised. Maybe this is, normal for people. I wouldn't be surprised if it's because we're both Freedomans, which by the way, this is the third of my siblings out of five. I'm hoping by the end of the summer, you will have heard from all of them. But I think that's a, that's a very Freedoman thing. And I'm sure it's something for others. I don't think it's unique to us, but always striving for excellence, asking of yourself, is there more that I can be that I, you know, that I can give at the same time, it's hard to always be at 100%. There's always ways that you can improve in your life. There's always things that you can be doing differently. And that's just part of life. You have to realize how much there is that you can do, that you can be, and always be pushing yourself toward more. And to some people, that sounds like an exhausting thing. To me, it's more of an invigorating thing. 
there are endless ways that you can grow in life. There are endless possibilities for what you can do and be. To me, that's exciting. So I am asking myself that question, and it's something that we should always be asking ourselves because I don't think that we'll ever get to that final answer in this lifetime. What do you think, Molly? I do not ask myself often enough, am I holding myself back from my full potential? I have friends who will kind of draw it out of me, and they're just like really close friends, and they're like, hey, so do you realize this is an issue? And I'm like, uh, I didn't realize it was an issue until you're saying something now, so that's great. And then it just happens to come up for like the next month. Okay, somebody said, hey, did you think about this? And did you think about this? And I think it comes up naturally by those that I surround myself with, but for myself, I don't often search inside and say, am I holding myself back? Because I often, I will say, oh, it's somebody else. It's something else. It's my circumstances. It's my income. It's my family or whatever. But I don't look inside often enough to ask that of myself. And a lot of those things can be very true. We can't let those things be what caps us though, right? And also to your point, there are always things in our lives that we are not aware of. And that's, that's a, a huge benefit of having other people that can speak into our lives. I'm not prepared to talk about the Yohari window and, and the four little pains. I learned about this in college and a lot of you probably have heard of it as well, but there are things in our lives that are visible to us and visible to everyone else. There are things in our lives that are visible to other people, but not us. Things that are visible to us, but no one else. And then things that are kind of invisible. Basically, the idea is there are things in our lives that we don't know about, and it's important to have others to point those out. There can be things you totally just don't even recognize, and it helps to have people in your life that can say, hey, are you thinking about this? Hey, are you aware of this? One of the tips that Ari gave for college students was to do things that you love and that you're passionate about, but also through the interview, he talked about trying new things, being adventurous, putting yourself out there. So maybe which one of those do you guys think is more important um, as leaders to do? And if not one or the other, what's kind of the, the dynamics between those two things? I kind of see both as being pretty um, important. The first being um, pursuing things that you love. I think that you can really, I mean, Ari turned passion into business and and that's wonderful. And I think that that for a lot of people that could be true. And you hear all success stories from nonprofits all the time about that. But then at the same time, seeking things out that are weird or different or things that you wouldn't normally do, I think that's also, you might find that you end up becoming passionate about one of those things. Or you might hate it, but it grew you as a person. So I think both are super key. And I find it difficult to do both, actually. But I think they're both really key. What I would say is this. I think it's important to do things that you love. And I also think it's important to push yourself. I think oftentimes you can push yourself to do things that you love in new ways that are uncomfortable. The best way to think about it is finding finding things that you really care about in life that are meaningful to you and pushing forward in those things. That's going to lead you in new directions. And on the side, you know, trying things here and there that are that are new that you wouldn't ever expect is good. Opening yourself to new possibilities. Sometimes you can find ways to combine something that you're passionate about with this this new opportunity but you have to you do have to from time to time put yourself out there yeah. so would you what would you say yeah between those two in general i think the things you love the things you're passionate about should be 
the primary thing you're focused on in leadership even should be what you pursue, um, the route that you take. I do think though, where the new adventurous, um, putting yourself out there where that comes into play is in personal growth more. Um, so I think the avenue you should take is what you're passionate about. Um, I think that should be the main thing, what you love, what you're passionate about. But I do think the merit to trying new things is for personal growth. So yeah, as, as you go through your career or through your life, stick with what you love, but then put yourself out there on the side, if you will, continuously to make yourself grow, make yourself uncomfortable. So use, use the new things for personal growth. And we're going to get to our key takeaways in just a second. But as a final tip to help out college students who are listening to this podcast right now, you have two things we just talked about, finding something you're passionate about and trying new things. You're going to probably be seeking both of those out in college. So I'm wondering if, if either of you have tips on how to find those things that you love in life just from your own experiences, and then maybe some, some ways of seeking out new experiences that you've found to be beneficial in your own life. I am a big follower of people. Um, I will do basically what everybody else is doing. And I found that 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 actually brings me into trying a lot of new things. It might be something silly like going to a new restaurant or reading a book that I would probably have never read, but I might end up finding that I really liked the book or I really liked the restaurant. I might end up hating salsa dancing or um, crosswords, whatever it is, which by the way, I do love crosswords though. So that was something new that I tried. And salsa dancing? Um, haven't tried it yet, but it's just, <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing. I'm going to try. But I think that if you look around, everybody has different interests and a lot of people have different passions. And they might have turned an interest into passion and it doesn't hurt to try it out with them. So find friends who are doing new and different things. Yeah. Who are a positive influence on your life. Yeah. Yeah. A couple thoughts on this one. I think college is such a key and beneficial place to, yep. for this to take place. So I think an interesting way to think about it is maybe your first couple of years of college are trying new things freshman, maybe sophomore year, and then later in college is figuring out what that thing is that you love and then sticking with it. I think that's a good way that, that one could think about journeying through those things in college. But in general, I do think there's a lot to be said for finding people you enjoy. And a lot of times those relationships are going to lead to things that you love to do. And then just just from from getting feedback from others, from the new experiences you'll have in college, I think it's pretty easy with a bunch of new experiences to start to discern what are the things that I'm talented at? What are the things that I really have, have enjoyed and to kind of land on those things as you get later in college. Yeah. And one, one just final thing to add on to the points that both of y'all raised is don't fall into the path that everyone is doing just because they're doing it. I think Molly, what you said, uh, allowing people to kind of guide you into some of the things that they love is great. At the same time, look for new opportunities, look for things that other people aren't necessarily doing. Going back to the first episode in this series, which was episode 13 with Brian Preston and Bo Hansen, they talked about being someone who's, who stands out from the norm because that will set you up not only in college, but in life. So let's go ahead and turn to today's key takeaways. What are a few things that you think would be great for listeners to take away from this episode, this interview with Ari? So something Ari said about um, seeking wisdom from others is um, 
we don't take advantage of it. And I, I, I really, st- that stuck with me was don't be afraid of seeking wisdom from others, from leaders, from people who are outside of your realm of understanding and just do it. We have a mutual friend who has said that only in college or post early post-grad that, uh, do you have an opportunity because you're young and you're easily influenced and you're you're trying to figure out what to do with your life? Do you have an opportunity to go to big leaders and these big leaders will actually say something to you like politicians or um, they want to help you out? right? Yeah, they want to help you out because they 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 feel underutilized. And this is a great opportunity to not only make them them feel valued, but to actually glean wisdom from people who are in key roles. Yeah, something that came up several times um, during the interview was persistence. And Ari talked about that in relation to some of his projects and just his his career in general. So I think that was a huge takeaway for me is how much he emphasized persistence and how important that is. Um, and then one, one line in particular from one of his poems, um, the last one that he shared was, Embrace the stormy water you now travel. In calmness, very few adventures start. Um, and I think that was, was really um, a big idea for me that I was able to glean from this interview was, you're going to be thrown into some craziness as as you graduate college, and next that's next year for me. As I graduate college, enter a lot of new things. Um, there's going to be some stormy water and a lot of craziness that comes along with being an adult. But in those in those stormy moments, adventures are going to start. So those are kind of two big takeaways that I had. And I have three key takeaways, and one of them is similar to yours, Zeke. It's be persistent. There was a, a, a couple quotes that he shared, and one of them was from Norton Juster, and he said, so many things are possible just as long as you don't know they're impossible. So many things are possible just so long as you don't know that they're impossible. And that's super important. The next one is be open to unexpected developments and unexpected open doors in your life. Be open to those and be aware when they happen. And don't be afraid to step through those to a a different direction for your life. And the final one is this. Have relentless curiosity with people's stories and the possibilities of life. Well, Molly, Zeke, thank you so much for sharing your insight with us this week. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for joining the show this week. I hope you learned something new and feel more prepared to take leadership in your own life to the next level. If you found this content valuable and would like to help out the podcast, here are three things you can do. One, subscribe to the podcast so you'll get new episodes each week as they come out. Two, share this episode with someone you think could benefit from it. And three, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. All three of these actions will help to make it easier for others to find us and join the community. You can never have too many good leaders, right? Until next time... Keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. 
But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now, or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon. And until then, keep living and leading well.